Hello everybody, I'm Matt Mikuchi and you are listening to Jazz's Travel. everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikuchi here welcoming you to a new episode of Jazz is Travel. This is a podcast series that explores jazz and creative music in all four corners of the globe, touching on cross-cultural projects, different music traditions and much more through conversations with or about groundbreaking, innovative and visionary artists. Angelique Kijo is one of the greatest artists in international music today, with five Grammys to her name, and who was recently named a Time 100 Most Influential Person. Ibrahim Malouf is a world-renowned trumpeter, composer, and multi-instrumentalist, who regularly sells out the biggest arenas in his home country of France. Together, they recently released their first collaborative album, Queen of Sheba, a seven-part suite inspired by and reinventing the myth of Queen Sheba, the African queen who challenged the wisdom of King Solomon through several scenarios and riddles. We talk about this thrilling and vibrant new album, music as a universal language, and much more with the two artists in our latest Jazz's Travel Podcast conversation. So, Fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. And welcome to Jazz's Travel. Angelique. And Ibrahim, welcome to Jazz's Travel. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it, it is a huge deal for us to have both of you on to talk about your very first album together. And as a fan of both of you, uh, I could not be happier. Uh, so uh, first of all, how are you guys? And uh, what part of the world are you speaking to us from right now? Me, I'm from Rome. Wow, you're so lucky. I love Rome. Me <laughs> <You> too. <laughs> yeah, I'm right now in Paris and I was actually working in the studio, I was all day inside the studio. So I thought it would be nice to do the interview outside, but now I'm burning under the sun. <laughs> <laughs> bad move. <laughs> yeah, bad move. I can see the sun hitting on you. I mean, you should get some shade. Otherwise, you're going to be... Maybe, uh, maybe, I will, maybe during the interview at some point, you'd see me standing and trying to find another place. 
Okay. Exactly. I win anyways. I'm in the west of Ireland. We never have sun around here, but today it's really sunny. So it must maybe it has something to do with the fact that I get to talk with you. <laughs> it's such a beautiful day. Couldn't be more beautiful. <laughs> so uh, we brought well, the sun to Ireland from <laughs> yes. far. Angelique, you and I were talking about before we, we started recording and I, I was just telling you because it was only a few days ago, you were recently part of the Glastonbury Festival's lineup, uh, which has been kind of the talk of the music world as of late, you know, understandably given that the event returned after a three-year hiatus. So I can't help but ask you, since it was only a couple of days ago, what was it like to perform at its grand reopening, uh, so to speak? Well, it was interesting because I never thought to see so many people in one place after all this pandemic. I mean, they were not far from 300,000 people around. I mean, like, what? People wow. came. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, wow. It was something else. It must be a sight for sore eyes. I mean, uh, you know, it was really odd uh, for me as mainly a, a listener and a concert goer not to be able to attend live music events. But, uh, I mean, what was it like for, for you guys? Hmm. It was terrible, man. It was terrible. At, at some point, I thought we will never do this again. You know, I was really losing faith and uh, really, like, totally desperate. <laughs> and, you know, I was really thinking, you know, like, it's like, we call this the Stockholm Syndrome. Like, at some yeah. point, I was like, I was like, okay, I don't care. It's okay. I will not, I'll stop concerts. I can do something else. I was like this, really. That was crazy. Me, I never thought that. I was like, I gotta go back. Otherwise, I'll end up in, in a... <laughs> The mental, <laughs> the mental yeah. hospital. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, That's right, crazy. right, right. Well, uh, luckily, we're getting back to some type of normal, at least as far as uh, live music is concerned. Uh, let's hope it keeps up this way. Of course, I'm excited, super excited to talk about uh, Queen of Sheba. Uh, uh, and the amazing story behind this, this album, uh, which is amazing. It's fantastic. I've been listening to it a lot, uh, recently. Uh, but before I, I, I do, I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't begin by asking you, uh, the origins of your artistic collaboration, so to speak. I mean, uh, because as I said, this is your first album together. So how long have you, uh, guys known each other? And when did you start talking about working on a record together? Well, actually, uh, we, to be honest, I think that uh, the first one who had the, the idea of uh, working together, I think it was me in an interview one day, I said that I would love to work with Angelique and I think Angelique heard me and, and uh, oh. I, would, I, was doing, yeah, I was doing a concert in New York and she uh, happened to come and listen to the concert and then she came to me and said, I would like to work with you. I was like, is this serious? Wow, I'm so happy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'd love to work with you. And so we started uh, thinking about uh, what we would be working on, what would be the, the topic, the subject, the, the idea that will be the starting point for us to create something. And then Angelique uh, came back to me with a great, great idea. And this is where Angelique continues the story. So, I mean, working together, uh, it's always for me a matter of telling story that enlighten people and enlighten us also and allow both artists that are con uh, uh, collaborating to expand the world and to reach out to uh, public beyond the, the reach. And my, my question at that moment was, how do we connect the Middle East and Africa? Because in our history, there were no division before. So what was the common ground between the Middle East and Africa? So I stumbled upon the riddle of uh, Queen Sheba to King Solomon. I said, well, 
that's a good starting point. Two leaders in the history of mankind that still resonate today in people's memory. Solomon, the wisest of king of all time, and Queen Sheba, the most beautiful queen in Africa. We don't have many queens that are acknowledged because we talk about kings in Africa, but queens very little. That queen that said, I want to tap into the wisdom of that king. Everybody said, he's wise. How can I find out it's true? How can I profit it from this wisdom and lead my people in this world? So that's where we started. And I said to Ibrahim, okay, here it is. I have five, seven riddles, which I mean, first of all, we have like 30-ish riddles. And Ibrahim was like, okay, we just have to find a way to make it smaller. We cannot be 30, otherwise the album never gonna end. So we go, I went back and said, okay, this is the seven that I come back to. So I wrote it in Yoruba, recited in my language, translate in French and English and send it to him. And next thing I found, and he sent me music. I'm like, okay, I'm singing it. So that's how it goes. The first existence of this project started live because both of us, we are live artists. We love to be on stage. So for this to be doable and viable for us, we need to see also musically with the public, how is the response? So we started this at Jazz Avienne in France. And we did three or three shows in a row in the summer that 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 summer, and the response of the public was quite amazing. This is an interesting uh, aspect that I actually wanted to, to ask you about because uh, usually, not always, but commonly, most commonly, there's an album first, and then there are the shows. But here, uh, from what I gather, it was uh, the shows first and then the recording. So how does this process change things and how does it positively impact the music? Does the music evolve in, in this process? Yeah, it, it definitely evolved uh, in a good way, you know, because live is a very accurate test for music, you know. So it's, uh, it's very, really like a melody and a harmony, a rhythm. Once you play it and it works, it's really relevant. It, 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 there's something that is obvious when it works. And when it doesn't work, it, it's very you know obvious it. too. You know it. So, and the, uh, as Angelique said, uh, I mean, apart to the music, the grooves, the bass, the strings, the, the, the role of the trumpet around the voice, the way the voice uh, interacts with the trumpet and all this, apart all of this, also, the reaction of the audience was important for us. I mean, do they like it or is it only us having great time and people don't like it? Or, you know, so once we've really seen that the, the, the audience was really, really intrigued, you say, by, by, the, by the theme that we were talking about and really understanding why we're doing it and really interacting with us, uh, like clapping with us while we're playing and you know, it, it was, we felt uh, in, uh, instantly live that this project had to move forward at some point and exist in time, not only live, but it, it, it deserves a little bit more than this. And like to print it for history for us, not to forget it. And so that it stays in a way, you know. So uh, yeah. once we finished the concerts, I said to Angelique, Angelique, I, I think we really should record this and she Angelique said right away she said I, I agree with you let's do it so I started working on recording it and uh, we did it 
Excellent. But uh, Angelique, I, I, I understand from what you said earlier that uh, there are more than seven riddles uh, that you could have chosen from. So now I'm curious to ask you, because the concept of the riddles itself is, is very intriguing and must have been really stimulating to work on. But what was there for the criteria in choosing these, these seven riddles that you settled on in the final work? The, 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 the seven riddles, I chose them based, of, based on my own culture and what words means, the power of words. So the first song we have, uh-huh, means tongue, the tongue. And in my language, you can make enemies by saying the wrong words <laughs> on the wrong time forever. And I think in Ibrahim's world too, it's the same. It's not only the yeah. thing that you say, is the way you look, the way you move. You don't have to talk before somebody know what you're saying. Right. And that's that's what the meaning primarily of the riddle of the Queen Sheba. You say somebody is wise. Riddle is one thing, but how humanly you put that riddle into the world you're living in, impacting people, and to move forward. And I wanted to talk about women. Obiri is called women, women. And then another song where you, I talk about nine months, seven days, two days, and one result. Nine months to bury a child, seven days of PMS, two breasts to feed one child. And that is absolutely the bedrock of our humanity. There's not one human being that comes to this world without those processes being in place before the men come and play any role for a child to be born. So we tend to forget most of the time the ag agencies of women. So I want to bring that back in. And I want to bring in one thing, I mean, a lot of things, desire. Without desire, there's no humanity. Without desire, there's no life. You have to desire something to live for it, to work for it. Love demands you to have the courage to stumble, to wake up back and to continue. And so on and so forth. The riddle today for me is a message to these world leaders, not only leaders, but also every, every person that live, that, that feed themselves on fake news. Fake news is destroying your life. It's not creating anything good. It's the wisdom and the knowledge, your curiosity to learn the truth of things that allow you to be a citizen that participate in the economy or in the peace in the world. And, 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 I, and I believe that the, the reason why Angelique and I, we chose those riddles, it's because it's international universal values. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's um, bringing back the essential of our lives. So since we, as Angelique said in a way, but uh, I would put it with my words, I, I think we live in a world where um, uh, a huge part of our um, world is led by adversity and violence and incomprehension and you know and uh, so so when you bring back those universal values and you remind all people that those values exist since so long so the you know it exists since king solomon and and makeba and those are the base of our of the uh, balance and uh, of our societies so it it like it's it's nice to remind people through music that those values are universal.
The track you are hearing is from Queen of Sheba, composed and scored entirely by Ibrahim Malouf and with all lyrics by Angelique Kijo. This major new work is inspired by and reinvents the myth of Queen Sheba, an African queen who heard about the reputation of King Solomon and travelled to Jerusalem to witness the king's wisdom. It's an ancient story that's appeared in various sacred texts and in various literary traditions among countless other films and writings and continues to resonate to this day. Here is the second part of our conversation with Angelique Kijo and Ibrahim Malouf. The story of Queen of Sheba really resonates with the music that you, you make because uh, all throughout your body of work, uh, you know, despite the, the obvious proud influence of your uh, cultural heritage and background, what your music has always said is that music is a universal language. Secondly, though, what I was thinking as well, the very end of the record Angelique, where you deliver that line, which you repeat, I believe, and the way that you say it, uh, kind of in a sober but solemn tone, can be read in two ways. Is and this is maybe my personal interpretation, but I'd love kind of to, to hear uh, what your thoughts on it. That history can work in two ways. It can kind of just repeat itself and trap people, or it can offer people uh, a, a lesson from which you can kind of learn and grow. Well, as Ibrahim said. I mean, it's a, music is a universal language and the value are there. And saying those last words, I was thinking about my grandmothers. All the learning, all the teaching, never in violence, always giving the choice to choose whatever, which path you want to take. There are two words in my culture that I've learned to use with caution, never and choice. Because once you say never to something, how can you come back and not deserve all yourself? 
And when you make a choice, you got to follow that choice, no matter what it is. I'm always reminded when I was growing up that when I committed to do something, before I say yes, I have to think about it twice. Because mm -hmm. once I say yes, I can't go back. Otherwise, nobody's going to trust me if my, my words are not worthy of, of trust. So that's why you can't say those things in violence. You can finish an album in violent world words. You just have to finish in a way that you are offering something that everyone can choose what to do with. Speaking of Queen of Sheba's story resonating with a contemporary modern world, uh, there's a timelessness to uh, her story, this, this uh, legend, this myth, which I feel is also interpreted or reflected in the music itself. Now, Ibrahim, when we talk about the different cultural elements in the music itself, I also want to highlight the, the, the timelessness of it all, because we do hear instruments that are of a more traditional uh, kind of origin, but also then we hear more modern concepts, ideas and sounds. Uh, one I can think of is the looping synthesizers, for example. I think whether it's on Queen of Sheba, but also on all our projects, Angelique and I always work uh, in a spirit that music uh, should not be limited to the fashion or the, 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 just the, the, the identity of the times we're living in. Like it has to be bigger. And we, I think we both of us like to see music as we have so much hope through music. Like music for us is an instrument to prove to all people who listen to it that we are so small compared to music. We are, we are almost nothing to compare to the size of the emotions that music brings to us. So mm -hmm. whether it's on Queen of Sheba or, or on, on all our projects, and, and if, I want, if I have to talk about myself, but this is what I did also on this album, uh, I always intend to find something that I never get bored of when I listen to. Mm. So, like, you know, the musics I suggested to Angelique, I've been working on them for months before sending them to Angelique. And during these months, I was listening to them and working on them every single day at tons of, of times, you know, and trying to uh, eliminate all the musics that I got bored of. And I will only keep the ones that still are in my mind. I, I'm still enjoying while I'm, while I'm listening to them after a few months every single day, you know, and I'm, and I'm the kind of person who really gets gets bored very quickly from music, you know? Me too. <laughs> yeah. Me too. So, so, so this, so I, I discovered within years of working on musics that the ones that I don't get bored of are the ones that are the, the closest possible to my heartbeat, which is uh, something that repeats, you know, but it's never exactly the same. If you, if you look at the, the heartbeat, the heartbeat is never exactly hitting the same way. And the, the microseconds that are in between are, not, are never exactly the same. Otherwise, we would be robots. We would be machines. And the heartbeat itself is never exactly the same uh, speed really? or the same, you know, it, it's different every time. So, but... It never stops, right? Sometimes it's slow, sometimes it's faster, sometimes it's stronger, sometimes it's very soft, but the rhythm is here. And 
there is like a repetition all the time. So in the music that, that touches me and the ones I work on and the ones I prefer, usually, I can hear some kind of heartbeats. I mean, you understand what I mean, right? So in these musics, there is definitely something like this, you know? And, and, if, you, and if you also, like, compare to today, every time in the, mod- in the contemporary, modern, or re- Renaissance, or before, everything uh, was related to this heartbeat. And even now, like, people who listen to techno music, and, you know, what are, they are seeking for some kind of pillar, which is the rhythm that holds them, you know, that helps them uh, enjoy their lives because of the traumas that we will live in constantly in these worlds. So they need, we need this huge pillar in the middle of our life to lean on and to, to, to feel confident that this world is not completely upside down. And this reminds everybody the heartbeat of our mothers, you know, when we were in, in their belly, <laughs> when, when, we, when we were in, still inside our mother, we were actually in a huge uh, club hearing this for nine months, you know? Yeah. So, so basically, I really believe that we all seek for this constantly, and especially in our musics, Angelique and I, we are always trying to seek this heartbeat. Absolutely. So this repetition, it's exactly what I was trying to find in this album. Repetition, but never get bored of it. Angelique, what do you think about uh, the heartbeat in music? And the I, importance I say that, that all the time. People that tell me, I don't know how to dance. I say, what? What about your heartbeat? <laughs> you tell me you can't dance and you have a heartbeat? Are you kidding me? And repetition is not boring. People think that repeated, when you repeat something, you get bored. No. I mean, the traditional music in my country is not the same all the time, but if you don't know it, you, you call it, you think it's repeat, repetitive and hypnotic. It's true. Yeah. But that's exactly what, what uh, uh, Ibrahim is talking about. Because we are carried by it. When we, once we are together, the drums, the singers in my country, everybody's heartbeat is kind of sink in, but with a delay here and there, that make, that's why it makes when the dancer yeah. comes in, the, the, the beats change because the drummers that are playing, they have to look at the feet of the guy that is dancing. And that guy's heartbeat is completely different from the rhythm you play. And if you don't look at his feet, you don't play shit. Well, uh, we're running out of time, but I, I, wanna, I wanted to ask you, because we, we, uh, we talked about how this project kind of began life, at least publicly, on the road, right? Uh, is there uh, any plans of taking it back on the road then? We hope so. Absolutely. We hope so. Not yet, not yet, but soon, very soon. <laughs> well, I hope to be able to watch it soon anyways, live for sure. Uh, Ibrahim, I know that you also have more new music coming out uh, this uh, this year. So I yeah. hope to uh, reconnect also to talk about it some more, uh, maybe later. I'd love in the to. Year. That'd be great. I would love to. Uh, Angelique, it's and an absolute pleasure talking with you. Ibrahim, it's been uh, great having you. Thanks very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you, my pleasure too. Salamani wants a fumi, Beltia, Ojisharalari, Aoye. Salamani wants a fumi, Beltia, Farafia, Bonsi, Waleri, Shuboya, Yakan, Milati Sorosio, Tibania, Yetia Morara, Milati Sorosinisi, Shuboya, Yakan, Milati
I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Angelique Kijo and Ibrahim Malouf, and I encourage you to check out their recently released album, Queen of Sheba, available now. And I hope you will join me again next week for more globe charting conversations on a new episode of Jazz is Travel. In the meantime, why not check out more of our excellent content on jazz and creative music on jazzis.com? And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikucci signing off. See you soon. Salamani was a fumipe, 